This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. With us in studio from the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Department, we'll start off with Parks Director Nate Williams. How are you? Hey, Scott. I'm good. How are you? Putting chapstick on to get ready there? Well, I was that... putting a little throat lozenge in to make sure oh, I good. sounded really good. I thought that was kind of a trick of the trade, but no, I guess... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what what's happening within the parks? I know it's been a cold few yeah. days, a couple of weeks, actually, of yeah, coldness. Yeah, it has been. You know, we, I noticed yesterday, you know, we had had snow on the ground for, I think, seven days which it's been for a long time since I've seen that. But it's uh, been a beautiful time in the park system. We were shut down last uh, Monday and Tuesday, uh, but thankful, thankfully we were able to open back on Wednesday and opened up for the rest of the week. So, um, yeah, we were good good to go. I saw a lot of people were posting pictures from uh, inside different parks, yep. sledding and all types of fun stuff. Yeah, we worked hard. Our maintenance staff, i got to give them a lot of credit. They got out early to try to get the, the parks as accessible as possible. There's a lot of park systems uh, that will shut down when it comes to snow events, but we try to keep them open because – you know, we recognize not a lot of people, not everybody have, uh, you know, a yard that they might play in or be able to sled in, and we've got some good spaces. So uh, we just uh, appreciate everybody coming out and, you know, taking care of the park and, you know, enjoying time outside in the snow, which well, we don't get often. What was the uh, the most popular area for sledding? Uh, Probably yeah, Barfield. Barfield You know, park? you go out to Barfield, and it's, it's really busy. I went out there pretty much every day and saw. So, yeah, Barfield's a good place. And, you know, just being up in the woods some, uh, one day – during i guess we were closed tuesday wednesday we we're closed for martin luther king day but um i went out one day and just looked at the trails and it's just beautiful you can tell people have been walking and just you know uh, enjoying time outside yeah I, you know most yards here in town i i would say they don't have a place to sled like you mentioned yeah yeah so we we like to keep the system open as much as possible you know keep the greenway open when we can so people can get out and walk and uh just yeah it's a fun time do you go out there and clear the greenway before? no we don't so we try to clear as many accesses as we can but clearing the greenway there's still pieces of the greenway intersections that would still have ice on them right now and, and when you say close the parks weren't actually closed closed right whenever you uh, had our to indoor, down? Facilities. Oh, the so, indoor facilities yeah we closed our indoor facilities on tuesday wednesday and open back up on thursday and then speaking of uh, opening you've got brand new offices that i guess are about to open or are they we're already a couple of weeks away from moving our administrative office to thompson lane uh so we're excited about that i was over there a couple i guess it was uh, friday and we're almost done just waiting on furniture but you know we've been operating out of the house at barfield crescent park and we run our whole, you know, administrative side out of that. But we also are disjointed. You know, for example, Thomas and Rachel and I are all in three different locations. So uh, this will kind of consolidate our administrative side and uh, really be a nice place. We're excited. We're going to share a building with the Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Department. And we're lo- really looking forward to it. So running the entire Parks Department out of a, a house. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's got to be a, a challenge. I, I can envision <laughs> no, some just, folks are in the bedroom, some in the <laughs> right, kitchen. Right, right. Pretty much. Some people have to sit in the bathroom. But that's basically what it feels like right now. But we're really excited. We're going to repurpose that house and be able to ha- house our outdoor Murfreesboro side out of it. Uh, but, yeah, moving moving our administrative team there, it'll help with us. Just, you know, we're a big operation. You know, with Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation, we're about 375 employees. All inside that house. All inside the house. It's crazy. Yeah. Just see us come out in the afternoon is, is, is a sight to <laughs> like see. Like a clown car. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, to be able to get, you know, where we're, we have, you know, the, be able to gain synergy working together, communicating constantly. Uh, you know, we have technology, but it's good to collaborate. And we'll have a place in this new office, some some spaces where, you know, uh, we can get our other facility team leaders to come in and be able to engage and figure out ways to enhance their facilities off campus. So um, it's really intentionally designed and we're really excited. 
I know we had a call at the station a couple of days ago about some kind of car meet or something that was going on, I, I think, at one of the park locations. It wasn't planned on our end. I didn't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it just shows that our parks uh, are used for lots of different things. So uh, that brings up a great point. If anybody ever wants to host an event or you go to Murfreesboro or use Murfreesboro as a place to have something, we have a process for that. And you can go to our website, MurfreesboroParks.com, and it walks you through if you want to do a special event. If you just want to rent a pavilion, pretty easy. You can call our main office or go online and book that pavilion. But we do, you know, we try to make it as easy as possible to do events. So at MurfreesboroParks.com, you can go there and say you want to host an event and we'll see what we can do to help out that that would include something like a car meet and, and then going back to the new offices that are uh, again going to be shared with murfreesboro fire administration we feel very safe by the way you, you should being right yeah. next to them yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so how much work had to go into that building in order to to kind of get it ready because i don't i don't know what was in that yeah. building before so that building was hit in 2011 with the tornado uh, so the top was basically taken off and then the upstairs on both sides were uh, basically roofed and unfinished and downstairs we uh, redid the layout to make it a little bit more functional for us but did minimal work on the, the downstairs uh, put in some walls you know added some closets that kind of stuff the upstairs we had really just uh, you know blank sheet of paper of how we wanted to do it worked with our architect to build it out but you know fortunately the layout before really is conducive for what we need hey and it's right there on the greenway which is cool yeah it's really cool we like having that access we like to be able to hop on our staff likes to on their lunch break, maybe go out there and take a walk, just like a lot of people in Murfreesboro do. They uh, moving into the springtime, uh, get outside and walk a little bit on their lunch breaks. Hey, and then uh, I understand there are some updates on some different things within the park system, such as the Greenway trails. Yeah, Greenway is constantly growing. We're looking at different ways. We're always partnering with the Corps of Engineers to look at potential, you know, new connections, uh, new amenities on the Greenway. It's our most popular amenity within the park system. But you know, I think a couple things I want to focus on is we just put our bid out for the uh, skate park. Uh, so we're taking that to council on Thursday night. We have a contract ready to go, so it's just contingent on council approval. We were pleased with the price that came in, so we're looking at implementing that. And a couple other things at Old Fort, we're uh, wrapping up the design for both the ball field renovation, the original ball field that uh, has been there, gosh, since the 70s, uh, and then uh, the tennis court renovation, the original eight. So th we've said it before, but really our capstone park, our first big investment in Murfreesboro when it comes to parks was Old Fort, and it's about to have just a tremendous facelift. Hey, I remember I took uh, tennis lessons for the first time, probably as a maybe an elementary student even. Yeah, me too. At Old Fort Park. Me too. Yeah, well, may have been there at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, a lot, a lot older than me though. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it, it's a it, it's a fascinating place. People have been around Murfreesboro for a long time. Remember very specific things about Old Fort Park. Yeah, that um, and the uh, the roller slide, the roller slide, and then the, I've always said the best water fountain you've ever had. It was a, it was oh. the coldest water, but I think it was just really hot outside. It, so it, it, yeah, often it was. Uh, so with this, uh, you know, the skate park and the request for bids for construction, how does all that work? Because whenever you design something like the skate park after that that's when you ask for yeah. uh, you know contractors to place a bid on how much they'll charge to actually come in and do it but uh, what kind of prices are we looking I at think you, uh, I think you wrapped that up I pretty just well it that all was, there. yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. So we had a couple. We, we did the, the specifications, used a local uh, engineer who partnered with a uh, really uh, very specific, specifically focused skate park designer. 
and came up with a process. We take that through the design phase where uh, we, we engage the public and then they finish the design. We take it to planning, Murfreesboro planning, and they really look at it and give you know some comments. But after that, we send it out for bid and we had two bidders come back and um, uh, the skate park as it stands right now, I don't remember the exact price, but it's under $900,000. Of course, COVID and everything, we saw prices rise in construction because yeah. I, I know originally the goal was to keep it, I think, around 800. That's the goal. So, you know, I don't remember the exact price. I can get that back to you so your listeners know. But uh, yeah, we're, we're pleased with the price. Uh, it hit on really our last budget estimates. So uh, we're going to be able to do the skate park and the pump track, which we're hoping to do. So that's what we're presenting. Uh, and, and we'll see if we can get that project rolling. And again, this is going to be inside Old Fort Park, and you'll be able to see it from Old Fort Parkway. You will. It's over where Pavilions 1 and 2 used to sit uh, in that area because we want to capitalize on using that parking area so we didn't have to add you know additional infrastructure. We moved it to that location because we had the existing infrastructure, and uh, we think that's just a good area for it. Ah, good. And uh, also with us this morning, we have Rachel Singer, who's going to give us lots of updates on different things from what I understand, uh, starting with what the... The Greenway, is that one of the first items or the Murphy Spring wetland? Um, I mean, all of these are great areas, uh, you know, and as far as the updates, we just encourage people to come out and um, enjoy these spaces. These are more of our natural areas. Um, so people that want to get out in the great outdoors and do it safely are able to use these these spaces. And um, of course, they're all really popular. So um, we've got several trailheads and, um, you know, even like Nate was saying, even in the snowy weather, we've got people out there on, on all of our trails um, enjoying the great outdoors. And I, I'm sure a lot of folks who are off of work during those times because of icy conditions, it, it is a good time to get out there and do a little walk. It is. It's, it's beautiful. Safe and don't right, fall. right. And that's what, you know, the staff has been telling patrons that are visiting, just, you know, please watch your step and we try to make it as safe as possible. Um, but it's uh, it, it's really a, a nice area, you know, when, when you've got snow on the ground and it's all peaceful and quiet and great time to view wildlife. We've got a lot of wildlife around Murfreesboro, in Murfreesboro. So great opportunities to spot those. And one of the areas, the Murphy Spring Wetlands, that is an area where some uh, renovations, I guess, have been taking place. I guess you'd call it renovations. Right, right. We're doing a lot at Murphy Springs. Um, it's really exciting. Um, probably, you know, people want to know most about the boardwalk. It was closed for several months, and we do have a, a large section of the boardwalk that's open now. People are out there enjoying that and get over the wetland again and, and view. The photographers are loving it. Um, but, you know, families come out and... Um, um, uh, also enjoy it. So the the back section is still closed, and we're still working on just fabricating those those braces. Same process that went into the front part of it. Um, and, so. and so out there, you've got a, a series of boardwalks, and these walkways go through. Uh, this wetland area i don't know what year was that first installed it was in the 90s um and uh it it's such a asset for murfreesboro um to it was you know it was a created wetland um the the creek is through there and so they just enhanced it to make it a wetland but um wetlands are amazing areas for wildlife and i think that's what people enjoy the most at those boardwalks you know kind of have that that eagle eye view of what's down below and so you're able to really gain a perspective of ecosystems and wildlife and and just being in a new environment um and so with the boardwalks going through there the new ones are they going to be higher or are you using the existing ones and just 
we're know, using the existing ones, um, just replacing. Hey, and they're pretty solid anyway. I mean, I, I, I know I've walked on them many times, but, you know, it, it's a cool idea. Uh, and they go, like I said, all through there. But you see mm-hmm. all types of things, uh, fish, ducks. Right. All, all right. sorts of stuff. Otters, yeah. beavers. Raccoons. Um, raccoons uh, lots of bird life yeah it, so. it, it's bro- herons and herons. all that stuff yeah yep yeah. yeah. they say wetlands are the nurseries you know of, of wildlife because that's where they're protected and stuff so you can see springtime is super popular for babies um yeah so if you're out there and you see what's the most unique thing you could see out at the wetlands if you saw it you'd be really surprised and excited mm, well uh people do report otters being you know like they get really excited about otters because yeah. they're so fun and playful and you can just sit there and it's like you're sitting in bleachers just watching them play <laughs> yeah and I, I, people swimming out there would be a little surprising that that it's not very deep and <laughs> don't do that <laughs> kind of yeah, not very I safe want to do that yeah, a lot of snakes and no. There's a whole lot of snakes. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's a really neat area. And uh, it, there's history down there, too, because, uh, of course, right above where the wetland area is, that used to be the old Coca-Cola factory. And then where the wetland area actually is, what, the Cedar Bucket factory was down there? I think so. It was also Murfreesboro's water supply. Did you say that? I didn't but, say that. Yeah, that, that, uh, It does have a cool. lot of history there. People have been recreating in that area. Sand Creek Springs is in that area, and that's where people would go and swim. It's a freshwater spring that mm-hmm. feeds the water going into the wetland area. I mean, right. that must be a, a big spring to continuously supply that water. Absolutely. It's a really big spring. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to talk about a project that we've done there. Um, we have partnered with Osprey Initiative, which is uh, actually an international company right now. Um, but trash has been an issue down there because it's just a low basin. Everything drains to there. Um, and so people are always complaining, you know, like, why why would people come on the boardwalk and throw their bottle over? And that's, that's not the issue. It's draining from our, our streets and whatnot. And it's collecting in the wetland, and it's super hard to be able to clean that area up. It's um, re- very deep with sediment, so you can't get out there and wade and pick up trash like we do along the Greenway. Um, it, it is actually hard to launch a kayak in there and um, to paddle through. So, so trash collection has been an issue. So with Osprey Initiative, they installed a boom, and it basically collects the trash as it comes in. Um, but on top of that, um, they have technicians that come out and collect that trash, and they actually analyze their trying to analyze like where the trash is coming from oh wow so that we can be part of the bigger solution that's wild mm-hmm. so the, the trash i'm trying to picture the wetland and then there's a like a stream that comes from under the roadway into the wetland area that will be interesting to kind of figure that out because mm-hmm. there's several small sources of water i guess that come into there there is and you know like when we when we find big things of the same item you mm-hmm. know that's kind of curious like well where yeah. are these items coming from so yeah we're hoping to get some answers so if you're able to find exactly where trash is coming from and and it looks to be like an ongoing problem because you're having a lot of it from possibly the same area what what could be done about it i mean hopefully if we can you know talk with business owners if that's an issue or um, um, you know, just having that information is going to be key so that we can come up with the solutions. Well, a lot of times, I think, when it comes to that type of litter, people don't even realize it might be coming. Mm-hmm. It's a very easy fix, you know, you know, up the, up, the, up the system to where we can correct it and hopefully alleviate some of the issues. That's, that's pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, for those who have been there, you've also got the Discovery Center Museum, which is where the old Coke plant used to be. Right. And right. then, like you mentioned, I, I wasn't even thinking about that, the, the water treatment plant. I guess that, too, is where the Coke plant used to be, right? right? I, I don't yeah. know which one came first. I guess water, I treatment, water treatment, then mm-hmm. Coca-Cola. Right. 
a lot of history. It that, is. That is neat. It is. It's a neat area. Very unique. And then is that going to actually connect to the Greenway system in the near future? It is. It's part of a bigger project. Um, yeah. So, you know, the city, it's no secret that the city has been working on something that's very anticipated, the Town Creek project. And uh, our, our development services team are working really hard to look at how we might be able to open up that area, getting all the way down towards Cannonsburg. So, I know, the plans are coming along and I think uh, there's always uh, something happening with that. I've seen some of the early uh, drawings of it and re we're really excited how that might be able to enhance the park system and really enhance accessibility, you know, hopefully from that area discovery center the, the the wetlands all the way to cannonsburg and then beyond and then the daylighting of town creek that is also going to include a small park-like area next to mcdonald's right there at the intersection of what church and broad Street. yes i think some green space i think opening that up it will really change really what that looks like that corridor uh, and how it's developed so i think i'm excited too uh, is even when you call across church street and you go down that way i think it's going to open it up and provide some you know some passive recreation amenities as well well you know some of the drawings and everything i looked at with the city of murphy's bro it appeared that there's going to be almost a park setting all the way down broad street i'm looking out the back window all the way down broad street almost to what cannonsburg yeah I've got it we can zoom in over there yeah yeah so we all turned around and looked but <laughs> Look at yeah it's, it's going to be a great redevelopment and how it looks and what it really means and really how it changes really the downtown uh vibe i think in murfreesboro it, it you know it's it's going to be pretty i think cool over the next few years to see what happens in downtown murphy's bro because there is a lot that is coming and a lot of changes to be made you know we try to stay on top of the growth the you know murphy's bro is growing rapidly all the time so i think sustainable growth is very important you know our focus is to really make sure we're looking at the park system and analyzing you know trends and, and spatial needs and really a focus on you know programming and athletics but also preserving and protecting with our natural resources team and rachel and her side to do a great job you know when it comes to litter pickup when it comes to education and teaching people about invasives and everything else and that's something we really feel fortunate to be able to provide as part of our park system and with the redevelopment of south church and broad street and with the daylighting of town creek this is really going to be the main entrance into the square the main entrance into downtown you know the south church street side so it's it's, it's going to be a, a focus for Parks and Rec, too, because when people come here for the first time, they're going to see Parks and Rec, you know, properties. You know, we try our best to become, you know, a part of the corridor and kind of the, the welcoming uh, aesthetic of Murfreesboro. And we've had that different areas. Um, about a year ago, um, uh, the American Battlefield Trust donated 43 acres on Broad Street to us, the old O'Reilly property. So that's something that we consider, too, as a corridor when you're coming down, you know, Broad Street from 840. That's more of a place. And we've got some work that we're going to be doing this year on that to make sure we can beautify that as much as possible and partner with the battlefield to interpret it. So, you know, it's not just this area, but we think, you know, we serve as really the aesthetic of Murfreesboro throughout, maybe kind of the tapestry that holds everything together. Hey, and also going on, I know the uh, Parks and Rec has updates in regards to uh, soccer and also bike trails. And, and Rachel, I think you are in the limelight again for this one i'll take soccer so <laughs> soccer yeah you know we we uh, opened back in march when it is it we, we completed our uh, our improvement projects and we're still looking now what can be done we got a couple more elements we're about to enhance the championship plaza at siegel but 
that project has done just tremendous when it comes to economic impact of Murfreesboro. Millions of dollars have come in, and, and I mean, thousands and thousands of people. We're running through some data right now of how many people actually use the facility. So we're excited that's, a, that's been a fun project, and we're looking forward you know, to more uh, projects like that in the future. And the indoor soccer arena, how has that really come into play since opening? It has become uh, a very hot commodity. You know, it's something that's assured. We get, we're able to do internal parks and recreation programs. We ran our flag football uh, program through some of that, uh, but we're able to move a lot of the stuff inside. So it's guaranteed dry space. Uh, what's really helped though is the eight artificial, the synthetic turf fields that we have. You know, we're able to increase playability. There's assurances for tournaments uh, when they come. So we've exponentially increased uh, what we're able to do out there and how much we're able to provide. And that artificial turf for the soccer field near the VA it seem I mean it feels almost real when you walk on it but it looks really pretty compared to you know having to fool with regular grass <laughs> yeah you know there's still maintenance when it comes to that and our guys do a tremendous job uh, out there just working on it you know every day but there's not near as much as cutting you know fertilizing seeding that type of stuff but yeah uh, the goal of that turf is to fill and mimic what natural uh, play would feel like nothing is as good as natural play but uh, we did our best to make sure we could come up with a product that matched it as much as possible and with that fake turf, you have some type of what bead system underneath it. What do you have underneath yeah, your sand? Yeah, it's it's uh, there's two layers. There's the layer of sand. So there's gravel underneath, and then there's uh, the carpet that goes out. That's the synthetic turf, and then there's a layer of sand that gets worked in, and then a layer of uh, basically crumb rubber is what it is. So when they lay that out, was it like one giant roll? They come in from Georgia, Dalton, Georgia. What, the, what, it did what come from Georgia, here? but it's it, ten foot sections that they sew together on site. They sew it on site. That that's got to be a, a challenge. It's a sight to see. Yeah, I, I could imagine. You, you have just one guy with a thread and a needle out there. That's just, a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> no. Does it come unsewn, unstitched in those areas ever? You know, we uh, spent Thomas, I think, probably six months looking for the right type of product to put down. We knew what type of play it was going to get. We did a lot of research, so. We're pleased with the product we have and we haven't had any issues we expect you know just when you have thousands of people out there playing we will run into issues that but uh it's a lot of times our staff is trained to be able to repair those but we're fortunate we're pleased with the product that we have out there and how long does that fake grass last because you like you said you have thousands of people playing on it yeah the synthetic turf lasts usually about 10 years is what we try to get out of that and then you know when it comes to a field a majority of the cost is actually building the field not the not the surface that goes down so you have to build a drainage system you have to put in headers gravel grading a curb system around and then you lay that on top so, so 10 years from now if you have to replace it you're not doing all that extra correct. work yes correct. should be a little bit easier it i should. could probably do it for you yeah <laughs> so what else is going on within the murfreesboro parks and rec department uh bike trails for example you what what bike trails are there you know we've got our mountain bike trail at barfield and uh, it hasn't been too busy it's not a great time to ride when it's snowing outside we don't encourage yeah. that so but you know so this is a great time of year for youth basketball uh, we've kicked that up and it's been uh, running i know i've got a participant in the 11 and 12 year old league and uh, we've i think we've increased our number again this year so it's always something going on we were talking in our office the other day so, you know people still ask us what we do uh, when it's not spring and summer and i think we work just a little bit harder when it comes to those 
those months. I guess you're planning for spring and summer. We during are planning those off for months. spring and summer. Oh. Yeah. If, if I know some of your listeners might be interested, uh, Sportscom, our boiler is down. And that's been something that a lot of people have had questions about. So the water is very cold right now. We're working as hard as we can. We're just a little bit limited by uh, who can work on a big boiler like that. And they've just been backed up. So we're working on that. We want to remind people, though, you can use Patterson. If you have a Sportscom pass, you can use that pool pass at Patterson. Uh, schedule can be found at MurfreesboroParks.com. So we're working as hard as we can. We understand it's frustrating. So that swimming pool, the indoor pool, is usually heated? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So both uh, pools will sit around 84 degrees. Uh, right now, I think the indoor pool at Sportscom is 74, 73. So <laughs> feel like a cold stream. Yeah, but a cold plunge is good for you these days, they say. So That's right. <laughs> yeah. If, if I can make one other kind of PSA, if you don't mind, Scott, uh, we had a couple weeks where our credit card system was down. Uh, so it's something with uh, our point of sale uh, software that we had no control over. And that was right in the heart of buy one, get one, which is very popular. So what we've done is we've extended buy one, get one. So if any of your listeners are interested or monthly or yearly passes, they can go uh, and pick those up. We've extended it through January 31st, end of day. So that's next Wednesday. And people can still go out there and participate in the buy one, get one. And, and the buy one, get one passes. Can you use those at, you know, both Patterson Park or Sportscom? Yeah, you can. All right. And again, buy them what? Online or at the in office? Person. In person. So those, the buy one, get one needs to be done in person. And you can buy one. I could get a month and give a month to Rachel or she could buy me one if she wanted to. But uh, you could buy a year and add another year to your pass. You basically just buy one, get one. Sounds good. Again, Murfreesboro Parks and Rec on the air with us this morning. We're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll learn more about other things happening within the parks, including the Battle of the Bands, which is Saturday, February the 3rd, and more. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Shop local, Fair Construction Company. I'm Ron Hall. Investing in property can be nerve-wracking. It does not have to be. Fair Construction offers high-quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. Our goal is to keep your expenses low while focusing on our attention on high-quality services. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans and now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We have a larger selection than any of the other big box stores. Much better prices. Uh, Selection is wonderful from keyboards, drums, guitars, ukuleles are big this year. We also have lighting. This is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. Come down and look around. We have what you need. Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. CBS News Brief, the movie to beat at the Oscars. World War II would be over. Our boys would come home. Oppenheimer leads the pack with 13 nominations. Barbie's next with eight. Among the snubs... 
Movie critic Jeffrey Lyons. There are always surprises. Uh, I thought Margot Robbie would be nominated for, for Best Actress, and she, she wasn't. Neither was Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon. Primary voting's underway in New Hampshire, and independent Elizabeth Harlow is opting for Nikki Haley. I do agree with her that I think that our education needs to be pumped up. I think military is important, obviously decreasing our taxes. Donald Trump far ahead in the polls. Israel's military is reporting its single deadliest single incident since the war with Hamas began. CBS's Linda Gradstein says 21 IDF soldiers were killed in a blast in Gaza. An RPG was fired at a tank securing the forces and simultaneously an explosion occurred in the buildings. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And our guests today in studio are from Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. And we've been covering several different subjects, but one of the subjects that is uh, right around the corner, the Battle of the Bands. And uh, Lynn, I believe you have some more details for us on all that. Yes, we are really excited about this. This is our third year for doing Battle of the Bands, and this is where local bands come. Um, they submit their songs, um, their recordings, and they select six. And then on Saturday, February the 3rd, they will perform live at the Washington Theater. And you can get your tickets online. They'll be $10. Um, and they will just kind of battle it out. Um, the crowd gets really excited about it. They'll have merchandise for sale, um, all different kinds of things. Um, and we're really looking to pack the house this year and just and fill the Washington Theater up um, and support all the local musicians that we have here in Murfreesboro. And so what age groups are we looking at for those who are participating? Um, they are. It's all ages so there's some there's some older groups or some younger groups um you can go to the website and look them up we have all of their profiles on there um and that's on the washington theater part of murfreesboroparks.com um but we've got all the information on there so you can kind of get a a peek at, at who will be playing and so who, who thought of this idea because it's it's a cool way to bring more music into the uh, or it is appreciation I, to it i believe this was started by dale shacklefield who works in our cultural arts department and um so this is kind of something he and his team have put together and it's just kind of grown like i said over the last couple of years um and we're just really excited about it I'm going to get to be a judge this year. I'm really excited about that. So. that. That takes a lot of responsibility. It does. There. I've been preparing for it. So, what what kind of exercises do you do to just listen to prepare? a lot of music in my car, a lot of uh, Peter Cetera and stuff like that? But I don't know if there's going to be anything like that at the Battle of the Bands. They're they're battling for the title, obviously, and then there also is a $500 grand prize. Oh, nice. So that's okay. pretty cool too. Yes. And again, this is coming up February the third, and this is an event that is open to the public. You just have to yes. what buy tickets for. Buy tickets you can go online um, buy your tickets there um, check out our on the calendar link you okay. can go right to that yeah 
Uh, so again, the Saturday, February the third, six p.m., and that is in Patterson Parks Washington Theater. Uh, and how long has this been going on? Has this? Did you say first? This will be the third third year. year yes. Third year. Okay. And then uh, a daddy daughter dance that's going to be on March the ninth. Kind of tell us more about that. That's another popular um, event that we have. It's the daddy daughter dance, and it will be um, also at Patterson Park Community Center, and that's on March ninth. Um, you can get tickets to that. You bring your daughter. It's we've got a nice meal planned, dancing, music, um, very just a ni- just a nice night out for. Fathers and daughters. It's a very popular program, so we encourage everyone to yes. sign up early. Uh, it fills up every year, and of course, the gym is only so big at Patterson. So, so <laughs> I, how many people are, are a part of that usually? I mean, what what did you see like last couple of years? How many show I mean, up? We've had at least 60, 70 daughter father daughter and fathers uh, have and to have the daughter in order to participate right, yes right. Yeah. helps out now we've had uncles yeah, and family it members nice. it's really just a, a way to to you know celebrate the men in these young girls lives and you know that influence they have on them but it, it's a phenomenal program and it's it's amazing to see that it, it's from every culture here in murfreesboro i mean it, it's it's a great way to come together and at the end of the day it's just about making you know the young ladies feel special and uh when you see it happen it, it's a really sweet thing that we get to do and that uh, again is going to be on march the 9th you know that's that's one of those things that i think uh you know everything from churches to schools used to do stuff like that but right. you haven't seen it in a long time right schools and and some have gotten away from it so we uh, our staff, our, our youth development staff, saw a need, and uh, they opened, started this uh, a couple years ago, and it's just been really popular and grown every year. And again, with that coming up on March the 9th, the room, the space for it is going to fill up fairly quick. And can you go ahead and register saying, you know, you'll be there? Yes, I believe you can go ahead and check on our event calendar and, um, and sign up now. And how much is that to participate? I will have to get back with you on that. I'm not quite sure. So March the 9th. Now, what types of things besides dancing do you guys do there? Uh, well, they have a or? phenomenal program. And of course, they'll have light hors d'oeuvres or, or things, uh, uh, so, uh, refreshments. Uh, but we have a, a one of our local DJs or, or uh, guys is just very popular. Uh, he keeps it moving throughout the night. It, they have a great time, and even those uh, kids or, or fathers that are a little t- shy, a little timid, he he has a way of getting everybody out on the dance floor and getting everyone participating. So, well, cool. And then uh, Pioneer Days at Cannonsburg. That's another event that's going to be in April. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, we just wanted to make sure everybody went ahead and kind of marked their calendar for that. It'll be April 27th. Um, it's just going to be a great day out at Cannonsburg. Um, we'll have lots of live entertainment. We'll have the live demonstrations, um, lots of craft vendors, uh, food trucks, just the whole gamut. And one of the events that was recently held at Cannonsburg were the uh, Christmas lights. How did all that go? It was another great year. That's a free thing that we do. We like to do a lot of just free community events, and that's become very popular. We've had hundreds and hundreds of people come through. You know, it's something that people tag on to and do maybe before or after dinner in December and a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. And it's really popular. But, you know, Pioneer Days is another free event. You can come and just enjoy walking around. There's great crafters. It's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And it's a long-standing event. And there's uh, you can see demonstrators. You can see a, a lot of really interesting things there. And then, you know, it's going to be a great day, guaranteed. So you can go walk on the Greenway and 
uh, just be outside that day. The blacksmith shop will be open, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a trailer, hay rides, all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Candle making. Now, I know not too long ago there were talks about changes coming to the Cannonsburg area, and there were even talks of a minor league baseball field coming there. Um, but it sounds like all of that has kind of. You know, the, the park, the idea of a baseball field, that's kind of left the area, if you would. Well, I think there's still, you know, discussions. I think that's constantly ongoing. Uh, that developer, that, you know, that partner that was coming in, you know, with w- the last part of the discussions had a, a desire to make sure, you know, Cannonsburg stayed uh, and wanted to be there. So uh, we're just always looking for opportunities and we'll just see kind of how that how that process flows. But we're continually working at Cannonsburg to try to preserve the best we can and keep that heritage that's been there since the 70s alive. And I know for years there's been a lot of people wanting to see some type of outdoor amphitheater maybe in that area. You know, we've always looked at that. You know, we've got our, our veterans park development that we're in the, you know, we, we left the conceptual design phase. Now we're in the actual designing phase. So uh, the phase that we're in right now, we had a meeting uh, just late last week. Uh, we're working on uh, getting us to construction documents to be able to come to a bid. So with part of Veterans Park, one of our things that we want to do is to have a distinguished event area. So if somebody wants to come in and host an event or if Parks and Recreation wants to put on an event, we have an event area that we could rent out that we can use to try to bring fun things to Murfreesboro that's designated. And then how long away are we looking at the uh, Veterans Park? You know, I'm not putting timelines to it right now. I don't think that would be, you know, smart on my end because uh, we, we don't exactly know. You know, we've got probably nine months of design right now, and then we'll have to do cost estimates along the way. So then it becomes my job to make sure we're keeping uh, city administration and city council informed so everybody understands kind of where we stand when it comes to the park and how much it might cost and what elements need to be kept in. Uh, The last time we talked with council, they had a desire to look at designing the full scope. Uh, and we're just going to get back to them and just see how much it costs at the point. Hopefully some construction costs come down. Uh, we eliminated a cut one pavilion, a couple small elements from the conceptual design to try to make it as affordable as possible. But we're excited about that piece of property. You know, it's 150 acres on Veterans Parkway. And I think we're excited about how it can serve and, the, you know, the best way. Uh, we can implement it into the park system. And when you go into that process of designing a new park, I I guess you're looking at everything from trails to picnic areas. What what all does it take? You know, different parks have different things. So we wanted this to be a park. It's not going to have any type of active active wellness facility on it. So we say, you know, what are some needs? We always need more trails. We need a destination playground. Uh, We need open space. We need pavilions. And then we need some of the natural uh, resource elements. Uh, so one thing that we have with this one too is a multi-purpose field where people can basically come out and just you know utilize open space. Um, this would be something similar to what we have at McKnight Park between the four-field complex and the pavilion. Uh, but just an unlit open space that we can use in a variety of ways along with an event space. And we've got quite a few parks in Murfreesboro. I'd say more than, you know, a a lot of areas or a lot of towns similar in size have. We're very fortunate. You know, our staff, our leadership team recognize that, that uh, we've been given a lot of trust with over 2,000 acres of parks, you know, parkland that we maintain that we have to program and preserve. So, um, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate. Mayor McFarland says a lot of times that Murfreesboro is just one big city inside of a park. Uh, so I think 
that that mindset started many years ago when people understood the importance of how parks uh, play a role in a community and the livability, the playability, and what it can mean, even as economic impact for a community as well. So there's been an understanding, and uh, our council understands that and supports that, and we're very fortunate. You know, you go to areas like uh, New York, massive, massive areas like New York, and you've got, of course, Central Park, but you also have a whole lot of little parks, you know, on certain blocks. And that idea of having a few smaller parks is something that I think a lot of people like. Is that something that you think we will see more of as Murfreesboro develops, just smaller parks? When developers come in, we talk to them about what uh, could be implemented. We do have some. We've got JC's Mini Park. We've got some other ones like that. But, you know, anytime we can preserve space, make it just a green space or put in a playground, it's a good thing for the city. Yeah, and again, Murphy's World Parks and Rec on the air with us this morning. And uh, do we leave off any anything coming up? I know there are some activities at the Wilderness Station and, and Scott, things like that. A uh, little information or, or some changes that may interest your listeners. Pickleball, as you know, is the fastest growing sport in the United States, and uh, Murfreesboro is just as popular as no limit. We've extended the pickleball at Sportscom. Uh, so that we're offering pickleball indoors all day on Tuesdays uh, throughout the next couple of months. Youth basketball has kind of really consumed a lot of our gym space, so some of our evening pickleball offerings are non-existent now. So we uh, allocated some time at Sportscom. So Tuesdays all day from early in the morning till close at night uh, we'll have pickleball. And, of course, we have a regular pickleball schedule. You can go to our website, Murfreesboro Parks, uh, and check out we have indoor pickleball at most all of our facilities and we're really working hard on uh, increasing the outdoor space we've uh, just working on a contract to have the pickleball courts at Patterson Park refinished and resurfaced uh, at Old Fort Park we're looking to add a few pickleball courts there so we're trying to meet that demand as it arises it's just grown so fast a lot of exciting things happening within Murphy's Pro new parks and uh all types of stuff. But thank you all for joining us this morning. Thank, thank you, you, Scott. And uh, if anybody would like to learn more, they can go to the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec website. And uh, Nate, what is the web address again? MurfreesboroParks.com. That, that was really easy. I, we we I tried to make it, it that I just, way. I you know, yeah. didn't want to say it. One is YouTube. It just rolls off your tongue. That, that's right. <laughs> well, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. News with Ron Jordan. And then CBS News comes your way next.